0: What's going on everybody? It's Dot Bets. We are checking back in. Welcome to On The Dot, the sports betting podcast, episode one. We are excited to get this podcast up and running. Uh, You can tune us in on Spotify, iTunes. You can catch us with a video podcast on YouTube. Uh, We will be streaming every Monday and Thursday night. So you can catch us two times a week. And we will let you guys know when we post them. Uh, this show will give you guys insight and strategies on how to get proven results in the sports gambling industry. We'll dive into the most recent sports news and break down our best gambling strategies for you to make more money. So without further ado, let me introduce my co-host of the one and only Sidekick Picks. How are we feeling tonight? Hey,
1: how's it going?
0: Pretty exciting times when we're uh, getting the podcast rolling. Well, this has been in production for whew, What has it been? A couple months now, trying to get the ball rolling.
1: Oh yeah, I've been begging you for a while <laughs> to get this thing going. I'm
0: I'm known to be you know the live streams, so that that's where that's where I thrive. So I was a little hesitant with the podcast, but uh, I think this is going to be very beneficial. We are going to uh, dive in first and foremost we're going to go over the NFL season. So then we'll branch out maybe towards the NBA, college basketball, uh, maybe some college football. Uh, So we'll, our main focus right now is the NFL and to help you guys make better bets. Also, we'll cover some fantasy football and the DFS landscape. Uh, Me and sidekick both uh, venture out in all three of those aspects. So we'll definitely help you guys out along the way. Uh, so before we dive into the uh, AFC East breakdown that we're going to get into, uh, we'll go team by team. I uh, kind of wanted you guys to get to know us a little bit. So Sidekick Picks, how did you start to become a, uh, a handicapper or a, or a capper for short?
1: Yeah, so um, basically I've always done well with, uh, with fantasy sports. Um, and I never really got to gamble a lot because the state I lived in uh, didn't offer it, so once I moved to a state that um, had DraftKings or FanDuel, uh, I then kind of ventured out, and my buddy told me about Gambling Twitter. So uh, I kind of <laughs> leached onto that, and I found um, a group and got involved with that group, um, and kind of learned how to cap, because I, I I didn't really know how to how to properly gamble. So I learned some some good tips kind of stuck in there for a while and then thought to myself that I could do this myself. And uh, I made some good connections in that group and I brought a couple of them over with me and we started uh, the sidekicks picks discord. And then we just got into tournaments and reached out and made really good friends and connections. It's, I mean, I met you and what, who was it? Zeems. Azim. Azeem, yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a good connection that, that I made and, just getting better at it every single every single day uh it's a grind but i like the numbers and enjoyed talking with new people about about different things so right they and and i
0: i was actually a consumer of gambling twitter before i started my own yeah so <laughs> i followed a bunch of uh the old timers now because there's so many new ones that are just outrageous out there um but no, I was I was a consumer of it, and I thought to myself, "I was like, I can just do this myself. Like, why why would I, you know, keep looking at other people's picks when I can make my own?" Um, I funny story actually. My uh, my father in law was my my kind of my go to with gambling. He was my first bookie. <laughs> so it was a little bit, a uh, little bit of a transition when you owe your father-in-law money, or vice versa, and you're like at family events, rooting against each other, watching the game. So it was a, it was a cool dynamic that we've, uh, that we've come, you know, you know, pretty far from, and uh, <laughs> have established a pretty cool relationship on the, uh, on the gambling front there. So there, uh, there's no bad blood between us two. Each of us pay up when we need to, so it's all good there. Uh, but Who's it was that? what's what's that?
1: Who's that? Ah, uh, I, I
0: would say me. I'd say me over time. He might tell you differently. <laughs> but no, that, that's where I first got into it and then transitioned to uh, making dot bets. And then, you know, the rest is kind of written in uh, written in stone there where you got mo- I mean, I, I got close to like seven thousand followers, and I'm sitting there like, why? Why do seven thousand people want to hear me talk about gambling? But hey, here we are, and I'm super excited to uh, to produce plays for you guys, research strategies. So it's been a side gig that has turned. I'm hoping to turn into a full time gig, but we'll see how that rolls. Uh, can't venture that off right now, uh, but I absolutely love everything I'm doing with that bets and I hope everybody else out there is uh, appreciating uh, the work I'm putting in. So we will go and transition from that. We'll go right into the AFC East breakdown. So this is what everybody's came to tune into. We are going to break down team by team and tell you kind of division bets you want to make right now. uh, Some player prop bets that you're wanting to make right now and some fantasy you know, targets and where, where we're kind of leaning at, and then just go deep diving into each team and seeing who we think is going to win this division. Uh, the division as a whole, I think it's one of the easier ones to predict. You know, you got the reigning, uh, not reigning AFC or AFC. Oh, yeah, you know, they, they've won it for, I think the past two two seasons with the Bills, and they are currently the favorite to win it again. I think it's the heaviest favorite on the on the books. It's minus 225 to win. Uh, so I can see them obviously running away with this. Uh, but then I think the real question here is who finishes second? Because you got all the dynamics of the Dolphins. You have uh, all the dynamics of the Patriots. And then you have this up-and-coming Jets team not saying that they're going to be there this year. Uh, but I think they have some potential uh, in the years uh, to come. Uh, I think it's a two-leg race, though, going to the second second uh, seed here with the Dolphins or the Patriots. So uh, you want to dive into uh, either one of those or do you want to get it right to the Jets?
1: Um, Only thing I'll say about that is um, I I do think the Patriots are going to give the Dolphins a little bit of trouble. Uh, I can see them splitting a game, but, I mean, there's too much talent on that Dolphins team, and I'm pretty excited about it. So I, I'd have to agree with you, but it is the Patriots. So yep. I, <laughs> that, they got, yeah, well, I'll save it for when we get to the Patriots. <laughs>
0: <but>. <laughs> no, I there's a lot of moving pieces in this, in this division. There's a lot of running back committees. There's a ton of receivers. So let's dive in. Let's get to it. We are going to go deep diving into the AFC East as we, uh, and here we go. So, with we'll go the fourth team, uh, projected fourth team. So, we'll go from fourth to third to second to first. And we are going to start with the almighty New York Jets. A projected win total of five and a half. Over five and a half is minus 165 currently on DraftKings. And it's under is plus 135. Do you have a play that you like on the over under for the wins? Uh, Do you have... Any any particular player props that you're looking at well, on this Jets team?
1: I got a couple. Um, so if I was to take the over-under on projected wins, I'm going under. Um, just looking at their schedule, they play the Ravens first. Then they play the Browns. I think they still lose to the Browns, even though they have um, the quarterback drama with Watson. But, I mean, they got they want to run the ball – majority of the time. And they got a veteran guy with Brissett back there. So I think they will be fine and, and finish off that one. And they got the Bengals Steelers could be a toss up, but again, I think the Steelers are a little bit more talented on both sides of the ball. So I don't have them winning that. Um, the first game I can see them potentially winning maybe the bears. Um, and that's, that's in late November. um, then they their schedule gets a little weak there, where they play the Lions, and the Jaguars. And Jaguars, I think, um, will will take them as well. So I don't I don't see this team hitting five at all. Plus so yeah. money right there is is a good bet. Uh, they have gotten better, but they still got a they still got a young quarterback back there. Um, some different pieces, so they got to kind of mesh a little bit. I think five's a little high for them. So I'm going under with that at plus money
0: i don't mind that i I, it's a very tough division with the bills in there at the top and you have a very young team still trying to gel so i I can definitely see the under that uh under five and a half hitting here um let's talk about some additions and some some subtractions that happened to this uh jets team uh so they did sign cj Uzuma and Tyler Conklin. So they have upgraded their tight end play. Uh, they, I yeah, like I, I, I love that. I mean, it just gives them a little bit more, uh, kind of helps them on the line too, uh, help Zach Wilson. Uh, but then you, you saw what CJ Uzma can do with the Bengals squad. Uh, so I'm glad he got a three-year deal there for $24 million. Uh, they lost Jamison Crowder, but then they drafted uh, the – uh, ride receiver garrett wilson who's going to be pretty uh, pretty fun to watch so all in all zach wilson definitely has some pieces to work with You're, you got uh they also drafted Brees hall which everybody's expecting him to have a big year uh we will tell you a player prop on him shortly uh but you know and then you got elijah moore who had a great rookie season a phenomenal rookie season everybody was going uh, after elijah moore late in the season because he was just Hogging the ball for sure. And then Wilson was going after him. He was definitely a a breakout candidate there with Elijah. Um, So, and then they also have Corey Davis as as the wide receiver. So, they're, and then they have, you know, they have Michael Carter. You're looking at a young core group of guys that I think not this year, maybe next year and the year after can compete. Um, So, nothing, I mean, in a fantasy perspective, you might target, um, you know, you're going to target Brees Hall. You're going to target Elijah Moore. Corey Davis sometimes, I mean, yeah, a little I'm bit down the road.
1: I'm staying away from Corey Davis. You are? Yeah, just because of projections and, and how he fared last year, I kind of think he gets pushed out of the way again with that addition to um, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. Wilson and Moore are going to be identical players, Um And 800 yards Receiving You know I think they're going to carry the workload for that And then you got Additions at tight end so I don't see Corey Davis really factoring this year As much
0: yeah but I mean The only thing that kind of Sees some viability to Corey Davis they are Going to be trailing in a lot of games They're going to be throwing the football So could he have some potential You know ceiling games I I could See it Um, but Obviously I'm targeting, you know, Elijah Moore, his, you know, he's the wide receiver 30 currently. Then you have Garrett Wilson right in front of, of uh, Corey Davis, Uh, Garrett Wilson at 42 and then Corey Davis at 67. So people are banking on these rookies. Um, And then speaking of rookie, uh, we're going to go back to Brees Hall as the, he's the running back 16 in fantasy. So that's a lot. I mean, he's, he's up there, you know, he's Going to be a guy that fantasy owners draft high and
1: want him to produce. Will he get there? Uh, I think I think he'll have a pretty good season, but um, I don't think he's going to hit the mark that everyone's projecting him to hit. ESPN has him currently ranked or currently projected to to get a thousand and twenty nine rushing yards, and I think that's a ton of rushing yards, especially for a young guy. Um on a team that's not very good. Mm-hmm. Um DraftKings kind of favors me in that as well. They have his over-under for rushing yards at 830 and a half. So even with that, I think is a ton of yards. And you got Michael Carter, who's who's decent, but he's a veteran guy. Um and if you really want to to dive in deep, they have Taven Coleman, too, who's been yep. around the league forever, mm-hmm. who I'm sure will We'll steal some touches here and there. Um, I don't think he hits the 830 mark either. Um, I think it's close. I think he – I mean, his upside definitely you can get it. But uh, if I'm taking it, I'm going under 830 and a half for yep. minus 115.
0: And that that is the play I was talking about earlier. I, I'm i going to second that play. Uh, I think it's a very, very good angle. you got to think a projection of win total of five and a half how many times are you going to be able to run that football? They're going to try to establish it. I don't know if Brees is going to have that ability, uh, to, you know, break enough tackles. And, you know, when you're down 10, nothing in the first quarter, 17, nothing in the, you know, early in the second, they're just going to abandon the run. So, um, I, I do believe that under is a nice little play there. So if you are uh, looking at some early player props, that is one I, I truly, truly love. We are going against a lot of the buzz because, you know, Breeze is one of those guys. If you go to a lot of uh, websites, they're going to say that's a nice cheap piece or, you know, a good, a good running back to, uh, to hold on to. We are just pumping the brakes a little bit on Brees uh, and, and banking on maybe long term with the running back committees there, with some established guys behind him, you never know what can happen. So uh, I do like that angle there. Yeah.
1: I do have uh, one more pick for this this Jets team too. Oh. Uh, and that is division wins. Ooh. So on DraftKings, you can get Jets under two division wins at minus 115. So I'm already projecting them to get swept by the Bills. Mm-hmm. I think they have a tough time with – um the dolphins and maybe maybe they split one with the patriots and i don't even think they split one with the patriots but um so under 2 division wins and that's at minus 115 i think that's a, a solid bet there i like too. that yep i mean i i, I agree with that on as well cuz you got
0: a very very tough division i know the pats aren't going to be Special, but they're gonna be solid. It's Bill Belichick, well and you coach. have the well coached, yeah. And then you got the Dolphins' elite defense, Bills' elite defense. I mean, they're gonna swallow up Zach Wilson, I would, I would assume. So, um, but before we do hit, uh, get out of the Jets, uh, some crazy news with Zach Wilson. So, I know everybody out there has heard he's he is a mother lover, so good for him. Uh, and he, I saw a couple tweets that were like. Wow, Zach Wilson logged on to uh, Twitter and had a reverse reaction of what he thought was going to happen because everybody was sitting there
1: applauding him. So uh, it was uh, a pretty best best tweet I saw today was um, about Tom Brady and how (laughs) Giselle's at home. And it was just a a video of a guy running as fast as he could. (laughs) He said, Tom Brady rushing home when he finds out uh, Zach is friends with Giselle. Oh, geez. <laughs> All
0: right. On that note, I had to leave on a little, uh, little funny note there. Uh, we will go right into the New England Patriots. Pretty much have not found their way since Tom Brady has left. We have the over-under currently at eight and a half wins on DraftKings. Minus 115 for the over. Minus 105 for the under. Um, this is a team that lost a lot on that defensive side of the ball and i think you're going to see that be the main factor if they slip and you know it also could be a factor that mac jones and this offense could potentially be a sneaky good fantasy offense if you get the right pieces they acquired Devonte parker they also added uh time montgomery for uh, special teams and he's just a utility guy and then they drafted uh, taekwon thornton in the second round as well as pierre strong uh in the fourth round but the only thing that offensively that's going to hold them back is we don't know it's a lot of question marks because josh mcdaniel's left for uh for the vegas job so right now currently bill belichick is scheduled to call the plays and i don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if the league knows what he's going to do. Uh, is he going to you know have a little dump offs? I, we don't know. They still have the the double tight ends, the, jo- the Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry. They can definitely uh, see some, uh, some, you know, one, two punch there. Jonu Smith was eh, a little bit there here and there. Um, but I think a lot of this relies on Mac Jones, another second year quarterback in this division that is going to have to take another, you know, another leap up this season do you think mac jones currently has the rosters in place do you think he can do so
1: i see him being the same um i don't think he takes a step back i he showed a lot of maturity last year um and surprised me i thought they were going to be in trouble but he he did pretty well uh they did add some pretty good offensive weapons but it's hard to say with um, <laughs> with their offensive play style. I don't know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to say that Devontae Parker is going to have a good season. But, again, if you look at New England Patriots, historically, they're just kind of middle-of-the-road guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of see him fall, falling in line. Um, same with Jacoby Myers – Nelson, Ag- I mean, everyone thought Nelson Aguilar was going to have an amazing year last year, and he yep. he didn't. I, I think Jacoby, or I'm sorry, um, Devontae Parker will just kind of fit 700 yards right in that mix. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look up a prop for him because ESPN has him projected, sorry, um, to get 700 receiving yards. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see what what it would be on DraftKings if it's higher. Because if it's higher, I like the under. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find it on DraftKings. I know. I, I wish there was a search yeah. bar. He wasn't, he's not even on there currently. Oh, okay. That's probably why I didn't see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm also curious to see if Hunter Henry kind of gels a little bit more. Because I was expecting him to go in and have have a big – uh, season last year and he kind of fell short so i mean he had nine touchdowns last year which is pretty good i guess i guess he did better than i thought but he wasn't the hunter henry that we're accustomed to seeing he, he was a red zone beast yeah. for this team yeah and i he, with the
0: nine touchdowns that's got to regress That that's just a major sign of regression different play callers you know i I can see him regressing. I do think his receptions go a little bit higher. uh, But then his his touchdowns, you know, with the addition of Parker, uh, you're going to see a little bit more of him. And then you have the running backs at the goal line that they like to do as well. Um, But if I had to pick a receiver in this particular offense to target, uh, I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers. He's already established that connection with Mac Jones. He finished as the wide receiver 30 last season. You know, and he had 59% more targets than anybody else on the team. I get it. There wasn't very much to go around. You know, you had Aguilar who dropped every dang pass as well. Um, So the addition of Parker is going to uh, muddy that a little bit. Uh, But I do think there is some positive regression to keep going uh, with this connection with Mac Jones. So if I'm betting on somebody, I'm going uh, Jacoby Myers to pick him in fantasy. Um, But I do think, Parker it could be a solid, you know, wide receiver three or a flex guy uh, on those bye weeks that you're just kind of hoping to get a touchdown out of them. That's kind of oh, how I rate Devante. Yeah, he
1: shouldn't go undrafted in any league. No, no, um, especially deep league, you got to snag him. And they're running backs too. Yep. I mean, Damian Harris had a good year last year, almost a thousand yards, um, which is saying something because the Patriots usually they split their running backs up all the time Uh, and Stevenson had 600 yards. So they can prove to have a, a two headed back system there and, and it works pretty well. So I I hate Damian Harris.
0: That's just for the record because he, he beat me in fantasy last year when he, it was the semis and there's the bills Pats game. And it's when Damian Harris just went super sane on everybody and at like three or four touchdowns and, then the other guy had Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, which I was okay with those two beating me. But Damian Harris, the guy who's just been a little bit, you know, a little bit here and there, and then all of a sudden he has a boom game. I was like, oh yeah. so, but I do think Damian is the one to own. I know the the running backs for the Patriots, you know, you you have a, if you roster them, you're constantly have a headache the entire season because you can't figure it out. You're trying to you got Harris, you got Stevenson, you have James White. So I think Harris is a safe bet. I'm worried about Stevenson t- cutting into his workload uh, because he does run very well, and he, if he starts catching balls out of the backfield, I do think he could be the guy that takes over as not a three down back, but you know he could be the, the early down back, uh, especially you know we've seen Damian Harris get hurt as well, so. One thing I will say about this this running back and all of these teams here, it's it's kind of murky. So you can kind of take a little bit more of a chance on waiting on somebody like a Stevenson, uh, maybe like a Mostert from the Dolphins, you know, maybe a Michael Carter from the Jets, and you're kind of sitting back and you're letting everybody kind of reach for the projected starter, and then you grab the guy who's going to take a line after maybe so and so gets benched, so and so gets hurt. Not like we're rooting for injuries, but they do happen. So uh, that's just another uh, little tidbit for fantasy on that end. Uh, but for, for New England, I think there's just a, a big question mark overall of how that offense is going to do. I'm under the impression that it's going uh, to have a little bit more uh, upbeat to it. It's not going to be as, hey, Mac, just hand the ball off and let us do it and let our defense do its part because that's what they did all last year, relied on their defense – I don't think they're going to be able to do that this season. Mac Jones is going to have to throw the football. They went out and got Parker as a kind of a safety net for him, big receiver. So uh, I, I, see some, I see some positive regression here for, uh, for, the, uh, for the New England Patriots uh, passing
1: attack, I think, in 2022. I do have uh, one bet for the Patriots, and um, that is their finishing position. So you can, take the, you can take them to finish third on DraftKings. And it is plus one hundred and sixty. Plus one hundred and sixty. There you go. I, I could. I could see that. You. You got. Man,
0: that's that two seed. That that's going to be the crazy. Oh, I think. No. I think the Dolphins, Patriots, right there, are going to be. Well, I was.
1: I was thinking too, because I have the exact order bet um, mm-hmm. that I really like, which is Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. The order, the opposite order of what we're going in now. You could essentially hedge and take. Patriots to finish second, um, and that's going to be even more plus money. Um, right. And i I was trying to crunch the numbers on it to see what it would be, but I even I even think that's a decent take on it too. Hmm. So either I, way, you're getting plus money on it. I like that. I like that for sure.
0: So we've covered the Jets. We've covered the Patriots. Let's go over probably the. Most anticipated offense to be to be watched this season is going to be the Miami Dolphins, and their over under wins right now is at nine. That is plus one hundred five to get the over and minus one twenty five for the under. I see this number being fairly low, so I, if I'm I, I'm taking the over nine right here, of the Dolphins. I'm optimistic. I'm thinking Tua is going to quiet his haters, not shut them up. I think he's going to quiet them. He's going to have bad games, but I think when you put all those pieces together with that elite defense that they have, kind of like he's back at Alabama. Would you not kind of agree with that assessment there? He, you know, he's back with elite talent. I know he's not playing against you know crappy you know d1 college football teams but he's got a lot of talent around him and we've seen what he can do at bama and people are underrating his his accuracy i wouldn't say his deep ball his deep ball still has work to do as many videos as they put out on twitter for it but you you put tyreek hill into this offense what he can do you know just those just before the snap is 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 gone He's running back and forth. You've seen it with the Chiefs. so And he just plays with the defense, and he creates a lot more opportunities for the rest of the team. I'm optimistic here. I'm going to go overnight.
1: Yeah, I think that's a a pretty fair number. Um, I was looking at their schedule. Their schedule is kind of tough. There's a lot of games on here that are wishy-washy. They could go either way, like they – you know, they could potentially split with the Patriots. Um, personally, I lean Dolphins, but, you know, they got the Ravens, Bills twice, Bengals, um, the Browns. If they get Watson back, you know, Niners, yeah. Chargers, Packers. So they got some pretty, pretty tough non schedule teams on that. Um, so I think that nine mark is definitely doable but it's a bet that I'm going to stay away from just because maybe they're an eight and eight team. Maybe they're a 10 and six team. Wow. Mm. I just know one thing. They're not going to start one and seven again. That's for sure. Oh, sure.
0: So, <laughs> you know, they, they don't start one and seven. They end the season nine and eight, you know, <laughs> I Man, that's,
1: that's a good point too. You know,
0: I, I, that's what I think. And you, you got the new head coach Mike McDaniel in there. He's going to, you know, players have been raving over him early on uh, in training camp. They've been loving the offensive coordinator. I know everybody kind of speaks, you know, nice in the off season. So we'll see after week one or two. You know, if, if Tyreek's not getting the football, if he, uh, you know, throws some tantrums on the side or whatnot, but I don't think he will.
1: Um, I got a, I got a question for you. uh Oh. So Tua on DraftKings passing yards over under 4,000 and a half. Oh, God. Let's see what he. He's projected on ESPN uh, 3,792.
0: And he did. He was at 2,653 last year in and 13 games. Yep. Yeah. What, what was that number again? Four thousand. Four thousand, man. A lot of yards. I'm I'm going to go under. I would definitely. I'm going to go under. If I had to make a bet, I would go under, just because they did sign three veteran running backs, and we'll get into that real quickly. So, Edmonds, Mostert, and Sony Michelle. So they got three veteran running backs. And they still have Miles Gaskin there. So, yeah, I mean, you have four running backs there that kind of know what they're doing. It's not, let's see, let's, let's pay this guy and hope the hell he pays off. You know exactly what you're getting out of these four guys. The, I think Edmonds is the guy to, know, uh, to own in fantasy. You know, he's getting double the amount of money as everybody else on that uh, roster for the running back position. So, I would lean Edmonds. Then you got Mostert. Then I would go Michelle. But we saw with Michelle last year, late in the season, he came barreling through with the Rams and, you know, you propelled them into the playoffs. And you had uh, Henderson come back. You had Akers come back. That was a three-headed monster, and he produced there. So Tua definitely has the ability to, you know, throw the football. But he, I think they're going to be up a lot as well where this, this – Run game is going to eat into that that stat right there. So, I would lean under
1: basically just because of that. I like that. I think it's crazy too that Gaskins had 600 rushing yards last year. and They went and signed three other running backs.
0: You, you <laughs> saw him. You saw him run the football, right? He uh, he averaged like two, two yards a carry, maybe one at, yard a carry. Yeah. He was. He was. I mean, three we, and a we, half.
1: Three and a we, half yards a carry.
0: No, nope. it was like one. It was literally one. If you watched football, if you watched the <laughs> Dolphins, I swear to God, it was like one. <laughs> I, you know, because we do touchdown parlays every Sunday, and we would always have Miles Gaskin in there, and he would get the ball three times at the goal line and get stuffed every single damn time. Mm-hmm. And then the week we don't have him in, he'll score, and I was like, God dang it! <laughs> so uh, I I know exactly why they went out and got Chase Edmonds.
1: <laughs> well, he is. A whole lot better That's for sure And he's more complete uh, Catches the ball Out of the backfield Which I think is gonna Fill right into Their yep. game plan here mm-hmm. I think Mostert's gonna be That electric guy That uh, That boomer bus player That So yeah Let's go to the receiving core So The biggest
0: Probably one of the bigger questions In this division In all of football Can Jalen Waddle And Tyreek Hill Can Tua suffice can can Tua make both of those guys fantasy relevant where we want them
1: to be um i think i think so i think they'll both i think the both will have pretty good touches and um have some big games but the numbers are hard to uh hard to say if they're gonna hit them or not
0: because yeah. You
1: just, you just don't know. Like Waddle right now is, his receiving yards are at 925, um, which he went over last year. But now mm-hmm. you add Tyreek in the mix, I'm trying to find Tyreek's stuff, and he's at 1,025. Um, so with Waddle, he had the
0: 10th most targets of all receivers last year. He's not going to go through, he's not going to be around that this year. He, right. You know that's where he was a target hog in the middle of the field as they were moving the football. You know you had I think Brissett played quarterback for him a couple of times uh, the the past season. So I mean, and he doesn't throw the ball very far at all. So yeah. you you uh that's where Waddle got his uh, a bunch of targets there. You, you do I think they can coexist obviously. You would not trade for Tyreek Hill if you don't think the speed of Waddle and Hill uh, can can factor uh, into some wins and and beat defenses because I definitely think they will. I just think it's not going to be deep balls every single yeah. second of the day. Like you're going to well, see how the Chiefs, you know, yeah, hey Tyreek, get open. Tyreek, get open. You know, yeah. Tua doesn't have that ability to scramble and throw the ball seventy yards like Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't. It. So it's going to be a lot more uh, predetermined routes and I think there's going to be a little more gadgety plays with these two with their speed so you're going to see that kind of those kinds of plays not so much hey you know Tyreek get open um but uh to to go back to that waddle receiving yards I'm going under I'm going the under here at uh 925 and a half uh at minus 115 I like basic basically Tyreek's in town. You know, you still have Gasecki there, who's, who's one of the best tight ends in the league. I wouldn't even classify him as a tight end. He's a wide receiver. He lines up just like a wide receiver would. And you know, there's a lot to uh, to go around. Plus, you add in those veteran running backs, Tua under, Waddle under. T- you know, a lot of people are buzzing about this team. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a step back. What, in, in terms of of fantasy production? And I'm going to go under here with Waddle. I'm not touching Tyreek because it's such a question mark. It's such a question mark to me.
1: Right. I agree with you. Um, Yeah, I like that. I have um, two picks for the Dolphins. Uh, One is division wins over three for minus 115. So, again, I'm assuming they sweep the Jets, um, and that's if they split one with the Patriots. Um, That's a push. So – I, I'm thinking Bills sweep them just because I think they're a better team, but you never know. I think a, over three is a nice one. And then Dolphins finishing second is plus one seventy-five. Hmm. Oh. Plus one seventy-five for uh for second, you said? Yeah.
0: I mean I, I don't I see that I don't see how they're gonna win it, but I don't see how the Patriots and the Jets could get you know above them whatsoever. So I that's pretty good value there, plus one seventy five. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else I want to touch on with this? The uh, only thing I'll add is just I'm I am very excited to watch this team. I think yeah. everybody is as a as an NFL fan. You got Gasecki, Waddle, the and they and they strangely paid. Uh, was it Cedric Wilson? The. Yeah, Cedric Wilson, they they strangely paid him a lot more money than I thought they would. So they're going to be running some wider, you know, three wide sets as well. So don't don't sleep on Wilson. You know, a lot of people are going to be going into Will and Waddle. If you want to have a late round uh, flyer on 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 Wilson, go right ahead there. So I wouldn't be opposed. But anything else you want to add on? I did have one more prop I wrote down. And that is with my guy, uh, Mike Kaseki So I don't know if you guys followed me last year. He was a guy that I targeted a lot with his, with his targets, um, you know, or receptions in a game, you know, it, he was crucial to, to his success. They want to get the ball out. They wanted to get the ball out quick. I think that's going to be the same kind of concept this, this year. And, you know, Kaseki was just one of eight tight ends who ran at least seventy-five percent of routes from the slot or wide out in twenty-one. So that I mean, just one of eight tight ends. He's going to be a tight end route runner. They want him to use him that in that that essence. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go over fifty-six and a half receptions
1: there for uh, Mike Geseki. I like that too, and that falls in line with um, with ESPN's projections. They have him at fifty-seven. Mm. They have him scoring more touchdowns, too, which is pretty nice. He only had two last year. That's stunning. I would have thought he had a lot more.
0: But they did have Parker at times, so that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the final team breakdown. We're going to go into probably one, if not – actually, they are the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. So we appreciate you guys tuning tuning in all the way till the Buffalo Bills breakdown. We got them at over eleven and a half wins at minus one hundred and forty, and under is plus one hundred and twenty. They got the eighteenth toughest schedule, and we have projected wins at eleven point six wins. So they are slightly leaning the over here. I mean. What's more to say about this team than Josh Allen is the heart and soul to to this Buffalo Bills team. Um, They also re-signed or extended Stefan Diggs, solidifying him as the wide receiver there for years to come. The only change on the coach, not only change, but one of the biggest changes was the offensive coordinator is new, Ken Dorsey. However, he's been... Josh Allen's quarterback coach for the last three years. He knows exactly what he's going into. He knows exactly what Josh Allen can do. I don't see this offense slowing down. They got rid of Cole Beasley. They got rid of Emmanuel Sanders, but they replaced him with one of the best slot receivers in the game, Jamison Crowder, who Zach Wilson made relevant at times last year. So just imagine Josh Allen throwing the ball to Jamison Crowder. Then you have Gabriel Davis, you have Stefan Diggs to round out the wide receivers. And then they also signed OJ Howard, which is a big name, not so much in the fantasy world, but it's a big name for uh, just as a team. You know, big he, he, athletic he tight end. big athletic tight end in the red zone and a very good run blocker. So, uh, really, really excited about that. Uh, with you compare him with Dawson Knox, they also signed Von Miller in the off season. The Rams actually paid him, were going to pay him more money, but it was for a year less. So they he took the extra year to go play for the Buffalo Bills and try to compete for his you know back-to-back titles there. So I don't blame him. Great defense to d- defensive ad here uh, with Von Miller. And then I think the one signing that will make a humongous difference. So the offensive line was so so last year. Josh Allen scrambled all the dang time. I still think he does that this year, but they just they signed Roger Saffold, and I think that's one of the best offseason signings that you will not hear about very often. They, he, I remember him with the Rams. He went with the Titans, just is a beast along that offensive line. I think he brings a, a well-needed veteran presence and solidifies a little bit more confidence in Josh Allen to step into that pocket. So, so that's a rundown of the offseason moves there. Uh, who, what are you liking most about this Bills team, sidekick?
1: Um, I do like the over. You said 11 and a half? Yeah. I think they hit that. Um, I'm trying to pull up. I had their schedule. Here it is. Okay. So, you know, they start with the Rams, which is going to be tough. I think they beat the Titans, beat the Dolphins, Ravens. Um, you know, I think they get the Packers. I think, I think they win at least 12. And the bottom of their schedule is kind of weak, right? Um, Vikings or it goes Jets, Vikings, Browns, Lions, Patriots, Jets, Bears. Bears. <laughs> like it's the the back end is pretty weak. So if they can hang in there and and win a couple early on against some um, playoff teams, they'll definitely hit that mark. They uh, have
0: the easiest schedule out of the four teams in the division. Yeah. Which is crazy, but that's just how the NFL did it this year. However, you know they do it with their a million computers putting out their uh, putting out their schedules. But this leading right into the season, you got to think this is one of this is the Bills' year. Got to yeah. be the Bills' year.
1: And to piggyback on that, on DraftKings, Bills over four and a half division wins is plus one thirty five. So you think they're going to sweep the Jets? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they sweep the Patriots and then if they split with the Dolphins, there's your five. Yep. I agree.
0: I'm good with that. Um, so let's get to Josh Allen. So I briefly talked about him earlier. Will he repeat as
1: QB one in the fantasy world? He definitely has the tools to be, that's for sure. I mean, um, uh, Pretty good weapons offensively, so his passing yard should should be right there in par. Um, and he has the capability of running. So anytime you get a, mm-hmm. a running quarterback like him, especially one that likes to run in the end zone and, and punch it in, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely like him. The thing with me with quarterbacks is I never get a good quarterback. <laughs> on in fantasy? Because I don't draft him early. Like I'm not going to sit there and waste a, a second-round pick on a quarterback. Man, but Josh Allen. He's, he's. I mean, yeah. If you're going to take one, my def, my defense
0: when we're when that happens is I'm always like, okay, what happens when I go face the guy that has Josh Allen? I'm like, crap. <laughs> he's got Josh Allen. This sucks. You know, that's Fair. that's my defense of saying like, okay, maybe we should draft him early because I get it. The you know the opportunity cost of. Putting the quarterback there, and you you don't get a running back, you don't get a solid wide receiver. But man, it, it's tough to pass on Josh Allen this season. Yeah. His projected stats are just unbelievable. Uh, he, he's one of ten players with thirty plus rushing touchdowns since two thousand eighteen. That's insane. He's a quarterback, yeah. but he's their he's their goal line back. He they got James Cook in the in the draft, however. They kept Devin Singletary, and Singletary proved to be a very good running back for this team uh, last season. Uh, to you know, he caught bat- passes, and you know he he ran the ball pretty hard. You, but Zach Moss, he's still there, but he's he got lost. He got lost there. He got you know James Cook will be the guy uh, eventually, I think. But they're still leaning on Allen, and that leads me to my my prop play here, and that is his over rushing yards. And his over touchdowns. So, I, one of the two are going to hit, if not both. So, I got over 575 and a half rushing yards for plus 100. There's all kinds of reports saying they don't want him to run that much. They don't want him to run that much. It's in his blood, it's in his DNA. He wants to be that guy to carry his team. So, he, he's going to, he's going to, he'll, he'll get that. Every projection that I've seen, uh, besides one, has him over that number. I got him in like the 600 range you know something somewhere around there even if i'm being generous 625 you know he, he actually has not he only hit he got 763 last year and he rushed 122 times the two years before that he was 102 and 109 rushes for 510 and 420 so 20 more rushes and he got close to 260 yards so he he's that one thing that tells me he's knows when to run now it's not that he wants to run more he just knows when to run yeah so that off the top of my head i'm i'm going off of any of that buzz and i'm going over for this 575 rushing yards and then uh his rushing touchdowns is over six and a half like i said he's going to be the goal line back he's going to punch it in a buttload of times for a team that moves the football very very fast uh give me both
1: of those for josh allen I like that. Um, one I will add to it is his passing yards are 4,450 and a half. Hmm. And I think that's way too many. Um, yeah, he pretty much hit it last year, but what we've been saying is the exact opposite with this team. They're going to be ahead. Um, is he going to throw the ball that much? I don't know. Um, yeah, they do they do they do like to throw that football though. They do. It's crazy. Well, ESPN has him uh projected almost almost like eighty eighty pass attempts less this season than than last season. And I really? think it's just because they're gonna be up. So they assume they're gonna be running the ball.
0: Yep. Easy schedule, easy yep. blow,
1: some blowouts
0: in the, some games, not not being so competitive. I can see it. Yeah. All right. So the, you want to dive into their
1: running backs with uh, Cook and Singletary? We can. Um, Real quick, this is this is. I mean, if if I'm drafting a fantasy team, mm-hmm. I'm not touching the Bills running backs. I that's that's just me. I think uh, I think Singletary is. I mean, he's a decent back, and maybe maybe he does a little bit better this year. Um, but it's just for me, he's a he's a Middle of the pack running back. So if I am gonna take one, I'm taking him in the middle.
0: You're taking you're taking Singletary. Yeah.
1: Yep. He he is
0: not one of my sleepers, but he's one of those guys that I think you can wait on. Yeah. If you're going like you're going on the no running back strategy or whatnot. You're gonna get somebody in a very good offense. You, Devin Singletary screams to me, and you got James Cook there. He's gonna take some time. Singletary was the guy last year. Looking at his numbers from week 14 to the divisional round, he he carried more than 70% of snaps in every single one of those games and had a buttload of receiving yards, buttload of uh, rushing attempts. You know, max, you know, he went up to his 23 attempts in one of those games. So they have leaned on Devin Singletary before. They're not afraid to go back to Devin Singletary. I think he's a good Target in fantasy football uh, as you're waiting on a running back there.
1: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't reach for him. No, nope. Well he falls mid round. Yeah, his ADP is 86 right now, so you're
0: gonna you can definitely wait on him a little bit for sure. Uh, and then Cook, he's you know he's gonna go right after him. People are would if you're gonna take James Cook, you're taking him uh, for later on in the season, maybe uh, Singletary gets hurt, whatnot. Uh, but definitely both are rosterable. You have to roster both well, on on elite offenses like the Bills. So um so for the receivers. Let's uh let, let, we'll f- uh, finish with the receivers. Uh do a little recap over some picks that we had. Um Stefan Diggs wide receiver four, ADP 11. I don't think they're I think they're it's the best stack in fantasy football this season and and last year this year next year the near the next year after that Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs if you can get that stack in best ball if you can get that stack in uh, fantasy you you try to do that this year you you try to do everything possible to do it it's going to be tough because they're both going to go very very quickly Uh, but if you have the ability to there, there's nobody like that Diggs-Allen connection. Uh, in, the la- in the last two years, Diggs has accounted for 27% of Allen's targets and 26% of his completions. So, I mean, yeah, it's – it's, it's, Yeah, anywhere you look, the stat is just, oh, yeah, they get the ball to Stefan Diggs and he goes. So, on that, everybody knows Stefan Diggs is good. Everybody knows that Allen and Diggs are the man. Everybody is talking up Gabriel Davis like he's the second coming, like he's going to be this next big time receiver. Will
1: he get there? I don't know. Um, he's projected 400 more receiving yards than he did last season. So mm-hmm. you said they have they have high hopes for him. Um, but with Jamison Crowder coming in too, that kinda, mm-hmm. that's going to steal some receptions from him as well.
0: Yeah, and that, that's that's exactly my point there. Um, I think the industry is not not so much reaching, but they're they're, they're hoping that this guy yeah. does something. He had some magic late in the year. He won me some good amount of money on DFS in the playoff rounds with the Chiefs and the, the Bills game when he went off and he was pretty low on. Do I think he can do that again for an extended long period of a season? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go the under here. So the under that I, the player, the prop that I like is the under 60 and a half receptions. So I get it. Allen throws the football a ton. You still got tight ends to compete with. You still have singletary out of the backfield to compete with. You still have Jamison Crowder and Stefan Diggs to compete with. Under 60 and a half receptions. He hasn't had more than I think 40 in a season, 35 in a season or something like that. It's just an outrageous number right here. It's so, a big, uh, he
1: had 35
0: last season. It's a yeah, big one. And, and now they're expecting 60-and-a-half. Prove it to me. That's basically what I'm saying with this bet. Yeah. Prove it to me because there's no way. No, the, no way I see it as uh, Gabriel Davis under 60-and-a-half uh, receptions. Uh, that's going to be one of my uh, bigger bets that I put for uh, for a season-long player prop. I like it. Um. So what do you think? I mean, tight end-wise, Dawson – I. He he was my tight end. I picked him up last year and I even had Kelsey on my team. I never played Knox over Kelsey, but I I put him in my flex at at cool. some points because he was such a
1: uh, nine nine touchdowns last season.
0: Right. And just like Hunter Henry, that screams, you know, regression, which I can see it. But I do like him to be a little bit more uh target friendly than uh, than last year so I, I like i like the fact that you know knox will be there again and he's you know, proven to be a nice little relationship with josh uh, but i like I, i'm not gonna bet any of his receptions but, but i do uh, feel if i'm on the under of gabriel davis it'd be a nice little correlated to be on the over of dawson knox because one of those two are not going to get that
1: right i like that too all right.
0: So, anything else you want to add to the uh, to
1: the bills? Uh, I think I'm good. Um, just the exact order: Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets, plus two forty. Perfect. Other than that. Boom. So yeah.
0: So we appreciate you guys tuning in. We will be back. Uh, tune in Thursday. We are going to be. Uh, we'll record on Wednesday, and then I know we'll record Thursday. Put it out on Thursday. Uh, and what we'll do, uh, we'll go over the, the next division. We'll see what that will be uh, come Thursday. And just so you guys are kind of planning with us, the first eight shows will be kind of what we talked about tonight, all over divisions, prop bets, player, uh, player bets, division bets. And then the next eight shows before we get going uh, with the season will be more DFS, fantasy you know our best players will here and here uh, from there uh you know fantasy world and everything like that so we'll be more broad and then get more and more um, narrow with our with our focus with uh, certain topics there but we wanted to uh, you know appreciate you guys for tuning in and if you guys do uh, in fact like what you guys heard hit that follow button on uh on spotify on itunes make sure you guys share it out Uh, we'd love to get this uh, podcast up and rolling uh and also follow both of us on twitter mine is at that bets and sidekicks is at sidekick picks so make sure you guys are tuned in any final words Sidekick?
1: uh it's been fun i'm looking forward to the season and just breaking down each division so definitely tune in we'll have some good stuff um Mm -hmm. and once the season kicks off i think think we'll uh have some more dfs stuff rolling and some good picks throughout the week so oh yeah recaps dfs lineups we were gonna sweat over
0: bitch over all kinds of stuff so it'll be awesome we are excited to get rolling uh we appreciate you guys listening and we will be back on thursday see you guys see ya